And we are live. Hello, everybody. And hello, Aline. How are you today? I'm fine. Thank you. How are you, Stefan? I'm excited. I, I'm very happy with today's topic. Uh, we are going to cover two things, aren't we? The first thing we are going to cover today for our A2 English listeners. The first thing is what? What are we going to do first, Aline? We're going to talk about modal verbs, which is quite a nightmare for a few students because not very common in other languages. So, yeah, they're going to enjoy. Yes. And then after that, the fun part is going to be <laughs> that we are going to apply modal verbs to the unbreakable rules of the London Underground. When yeah. you go to London, maybe some of our listeners, they are going to London this summer. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I have to mention that the next podcasts in June and July, may, I think mainly July, they are going to be all about holidays and traveling. Mm, while we're still traveling. working, that's going to be fun for us. <laughs> <laughs> so that is going to help our listeners to travel, it's... catch hotel or catch taxis, book hotels. It's going to be good. Oh, okay, yeah. we're going to start with model verbs. So, Aline, what's the first model verb we are going to look at today? Yeah, we're going to talk about can and can't. But if you allow me, Stefan, maybe I can explain in a, as a gist what a modal verb is, because yes, maybe please. not all our listeners know exactly what it is. So a modal verb is what we call a, a helper, an auxiliary verb. But the big difference between, uh, for example, to and to be is like it has a meaning it adds a meaning to the sentence so it goes along with another verb but it has another meaning so can and can't had a very special meaning uh, it's talking about something that is possible that we are able to have the capacity to do and we have the, the ability to do okay um i like the examples that are mentioned in our campus um i can run very fast for example Mm, that would talk, that would mention the ability, no? I can run, it's mm -hmm. what I can do. Or I can't visit you today. That wouldn't be an ability, it would be the possibilities. Like I can't, like I'm too busy today, it's not possible. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, the third example is you can park here. It's allowed. It's the same as, um, well, there is not only there is possibility because there is a space, but it's like the, the town hall allows you to, to park there. So we see can has like, kind of three personalities, ability, possibility, and uh, permission. permission. Yeah, that's why our students, many times, they ask, can I go to the toilet? <laughs> so they, are, they are asking for permission, okay? Or yeah. we can ask our parents for permission. Mom, can I have an ice cream? And then my mom would usually say, no, you can't. <laughs> okay, so there's no, there's no permission to do that. Okay, good. So can, we can ask permission, we can do something, we have the ability, okay, and can't, we refuse permission, okay, and or we don't have the ability. For example, Aline, can you swim? Yes, I can. Okay. I'm and not can, very good at it, but I can. <laughs> can you swim fast? No, I can't. No, you can't. Okay, <laughs> neither can I. <laughs> okay, so can, can't, easy, and it, and it's fun to play with. The next one is should and shouldn't. Okay, and we use these to give advice, dar consejo, as we say in Spanish, give advice. For example, Aline, can you give me advice in these situations? Oh, I am not feeling well. I have a headache. I have a stomachache. 
I am so tired. Oh, Stefan, you should go to the doctor. Aha, uh -huh. you should go to a doctor. Good advice. Okay, next advice. Uh, Aline, my friends say that I'm smelly. <laughs> they, 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 that I smell bad. They don't want to play with me. Well, advice. you should you should have a shower. <laughs> or maybe you should change clothes from time to time. Very good, good. <laughs> I do shower once a week. <laughs> Maybe you should increase the quantity of showers. <laughs> good, so you should shower every day. <laughs> good job. Okay. Or maybe twice a day with this hot weather. Mm -hmm. So that these are for advice. And Aline, what if we want to give a negative advice? Like we want to tell somebody not to do something. How can well, we do very that? Very simple. We just say shouldn't, which is should and not the negative. So, for example, um, can you tell me something I shouldn't do? If I say, you know, I'm always late, Stefan, what can I do? Okay, you shouldn't wait until the last minute. Okay, you shouldn't do that. Or you shouldn't go to bed so late. Right. Okay. Or for example, um, uh, let me give you a situation and maybe you can give me advice with shouldn't. Mm -mm -mm, let me think. Uh, okay. My students always cry in my lessons. <laughs> I'm not surprised. No, sorry. Um, well, you shouldn't treat them so bad. Ah, okay. Shouldn't or you shouldn't shout at your student. <laughs> okay, so these are things that we never do at Trainland. As you can see, everybody, we have happy not. teachers. Good job. In so fact, we... you should try our teachers in Trainland. <laughs> mm -hmm. Good one. Nice. I like it. Next model verb is okay. have to and don't have to, and these are my favorite. They're quite fun. Can you help us, Aline? Yeah, of course. I'm now. I'm curious. Why are they your favorite? You will tell me later. Yeah, it's about obligation, and I think it's quite easy for Spaniards because uh, or Spanish speakers because tener que would be the equivalent, and we use tener que a lot, you know. Mm -hmm. So there are two examples. Uh, I have to go now. It's late. Um, it's like it's my obligation. I don't have a choice. I have to do it. Yeah, or he has to finish his homework today. He has to hand it at seven. When we all know when we have an exam, there is no other option. You need to hand it over or hand it in time. If not, well, just it's a waste of, of energy. So have to, has to, for the third person, uh, uh, just to explain when you really need uh, to do something with no other option. It's an obligation. Uh, what about the negative? Uh, how would you do that? Oh, thank you. That's my favorite. So uh, this this one is interesting because have to is very similar to must. Okay, so they are different, but very similar. Uh, for example, you have to, to study, you must study. So then students get confused and they think, mm -hmm. okay, have to is the same as must. Mm -hmm. So then they think mustn't is the same as don't have to. Yeah. But no. It's not, uh, and it's different, completely different. So mustn't is prohibition. 
you can't do it, you mustn't do it, prohibition. But don't have to means it's not necessary. It means if you do it, well done. If you don't do it, it's okay. Well done also. For example, sometimes parents can tell their children, it's Friday today. You don't have to do your homework. Okay, you don't have to do it. Okay, you can do it today, yes, or you can do it tomorrow, but you don't have to. It's not necessary. Um, so that's why I always write with my students, I write this sentence, you mustn't cheat in an exam. And then I write, you don't have to cheat in an exam. So they're very different. You mustn't <laughs> cheat, prohibition. You, and you don't have to cheat. Well, if you cheat, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite means, different. They're very different. The meaning changes a lot. Okay, and, I and now I know why you like them because yes. they have this trickish meaning. Uh, it, the truth is that don't have to would be like you don't have that obligation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whereas mustn't is like you have the obligation not to do it. <laughs> so that's but it's complicated for many learners. So it's nice mm -hmm. that you emphasized it. Yeah. Well yeah, done. We we can you don't have to worry. You, you are a very good teacher, Stefan. You don't have to worry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay, let's move on. And let's move on to the unbreakable rules. Ah, of the you're happy now, eh? You because like that, that, that like, subject. Yes. So, Aline, so we, we, we were speaking before. We've both gone to London. Uh, I was yeah. living there for, for some time. And the underground, okay, or the tube, how we call it, the... In other countries, it's called the metro. Here we call it the underground. Mm -hmm. So, Aline, what's the first rule for for people who go to London and they go into the underground? Yeah, and I will use one of your favorites. You have to stand on the right and you have to walk on the left. Okay. So Very where important. where do we where do we stand on the right? We're talking about these escalators. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because uh, what happens is that when you are standing on the right, that means you are not going um, upwards. You're just uh, stable or not moving on. Yes, standing. Whereas the, the other um, walkers, they need uh, to walk and they need to pass you. But if you are blocking the left side, then you're making them waste I don't know, maybe three minutes or, or 30 seconds. And that's very important in the tube. Time is gold in the truth, in, in the tube. It is, it is. So you might add, sometimes people, they run down the escalators, okay? So if you are standing in on the left, then they, they have to speak to you. They have to ask you, please, can you mind? Exactly. And because it's a rule, unspoken rule, and everybody does it, it's annoying. Uh, everybody is standing on the right. Why are you standing on the left? Okay, no, no. Don't you okay. see? Don't, can't you see? Can't you yes. see that everybody's on the right? <laughs> so usually it's tourists that do that, yeah. but because they don't realize. And, and as well because they're relaxed. They're not in a hurry, like everybody going to their different activities. So yes. it's understandable, but it's annoying for the rest. Perfect. Okay, the next one. Uh, the next one is one that doesn't really apply to you. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Don't make eye contact with strangers. Okay, why? Why do we do this? Well, in the underground, uh, sometimes because the London Underground was one of the first uh, undergrounds to be built, so it's small. The train is actually quite small, mm. and, and the platforms are small also. So we're very close to other people. Okay, and English people, we like our personal space. 
So then having eye contact just adds another problem. So we, we avoid, you know? Yeah. So what, what can people do? If you don't look at other people, what can yeah. they do? You, you start to wonder, what am I going to look at? But there is a very good, a very useful uh, item on, in, on the tube is that you can look at posters and ads. They are all over the place and you can concentrate on the same ad until you know by heart what it's for, uh, advertising. So it's good. <laughs> very useful. And it's important because in on um, so London is a city that is a very multicultural city. So you have people from different countries, different cultures, different styles. So you see people where I even saw once uh, a woman. She had a fox tail, no literally. Front. So she would she would get her tail so so that she could sit down. It was a fake tail, obviously, but she she wanted to go around with a foxtail, like if she was Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> My word! And I wanted to stare at it, but but you couldn't. You couldn't. It's not it's not polite. So we don't. You stare. can't stare on. You can't. <laughs> you yeah. can't stare in the tube. No. You can't. Once I was in the underground, and a man he took his phone out, and he was looking at his phone, and then looking at staring at me, and then staring down at his phone, and looking at me again. And it made me so uncomfortable. And at the end of the journey, he says, you look like my cousin. And he showed me a picture of my cousin, <laughs> of his cousin. <laughs> it was so funny. But it was annoying and scary. Well, yeah, a little scary. Yeah. A, a okay. little, very good. The next one, <laughs> yeah. What do Unspoken we do? Unspoken rules. Don't talk to strangers. So um, we shouldn't talk to strangers when no. we are in the underground. And it's very interesting, sometimes even to friends. So that's surprising. Why shouldn't you uh, or why wouldn't you be able to speak to your own friends in, in, the, in the underground? Do you, do you know the answer, Stefan? Yes, well, everybody everybody's reading or concentrating, listening to their own music. The, it's very quiet. The underground is very quiet. Uh, people are minding their own business. They are reading their books or quiet, looking at the mm. adverts. <laughs> so if you start talking to, the, to your friend who is sitting in front of you, everybody will hear your conversation. Exactly. And, and in fact, you can always tell, I've gone to London with groups of friends before, and, and they are, we're always loud and noisy. But you can tell on people's faces that they don't mm -hmm. like it. They because like it's, it's their reading time. Like my auntie, she commutes to London every day. And I know that she reads books on the underground. That is her, and, she loves, and she loves reading books. So yeah. we need to keep it quiet. And I would add, Stefan, that this applies to phone, uh, phone conversations because now you can have phone in, I mean, before there was no coverage, but now it's uh, possible. It's so annoying to hear somebody on the phone talking so loud. That happens a lot in Spain. So I, I understand that uh, in London, we have to respect that. Mm -hmm. Good. Next one is let passengers off the train before you try boarding. Why should we do this? Or let's change it. Why do we have to do this to let them off before boarding? Well, I would say it's a common sense. It's like nobody can enter a place that is packed and you need to make space before they can get uh, in the train. So, yeah, I think it's common sense and nobody likes the person that does the opposite. So you are just disturbing others, just blocking and making everybody uh, waste their own time. So yes. yeah, it's quite, and, 
quite and usually the person that does that is because they want to get a seat selfish okay? so important we don't call them chairs we call them seats seats, so, seats not one. chairs yeah. so yes he wants to push in to find a seat yeah uh, next one the next one okay is uh have your oyster card or your ticket ready what yeah. is an oyster card well they, um, that's a good question i know i had one when i was in london but i think it's the name given to the 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 pass yeah? what yeah. in i i don't know in, in madrid is like uh, um yeah the the tent is it like something you pay every month and you charge yes. it yeah yes, you reload it okay so that oyster do you know why it's called oyster I think it comes from the expression, the world is your oyster, which oh. means you can go anywhere you want. So I think that's why. Well, so yes, I, the idea is it's a, it's, a, it's a card, you top up, you have money, uh, or you pay a monthly fee, and it, it allows you to travel. And it makes things so much easier. So the idea is you need to have it ready, okay, when you are entering the tube, because... As we said, people are busy. Many people go to work using the underground, or many people, they, they spend a lot of time on the transport. So we don't want to add time to, to, their, to their traveling. So your, your oyster is ready, and when you get to the gate, you put it to the reader, and you can go in straight away. It's annoying enough when the oyster card doesn't work for whatever reason because you haven't topped it on or whatever. And then everybody has to change like the queue and it's really annoying. So if it's for a mistake like that, okay, but it's it would be a pity if it's because it's in the bottom of your bag and you you need 10 seconds to look for it. So yeah, it makes sense. And an interesting fact is you don't need to wait for the barriers or the yeah. doors to close. Okay, you can, one person goes through, before the barriers close, you can tap your card. And that will save the person behind you 27 seconds. <laughs> that's a lot. When we talk about the underground, that's, uh, wow, <laughs> very, very nice. Yeah, very good. Now, I think that's your favorite. From other podcasts, I've heard that you are a queuing system fan. That's <laughs> why it works. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there is a queuing system on the platform, and yeah. it's important to, well, to respect it. And uh, what is the advice you would give when you are in the underground, on the, uh, yeah, there, and you're waiting for, on the platform? What is okay. the, the advice so, you would give? So uh, what I would say is that when the train arrives, don't stand in front of the doors when they're going to open. Uh, stand on the sides. And if people are already standing on the side, stand behind them. Don't try to push through. Because <laughs> people will come out through the middle and you will go in through the right. sides. So One. can you give that advice? We should. Okay, so you, good one. You should stand on the sides of the door, okay? Right. And you. You, you shouldn't stand in the middle, in front. Very good. Very, next yeah, next one. Offer your seat to people you need it, who need it more than you. Again, I think common sense. And uh, if you see a pregnant woman or an elderly person or um, somebody that has a baby in their, in their arms, um, clearly, I think everybody would feel inclined to uh, yes. offer you a seat yeah? or their seat. Do you do that, uh, Stefan? Yes, I do. But 
you're a good boy. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, my granddad, my granddad says that he he realized that he had become old when people started offering a seat to him on oh. the underground. And he said, no one used to offer me seats before because, but now they do. And at first he was annoyed. Maybe he, he used to decline, say, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> Now he, he accepts the seat. And now he even expects it, yeah? yeah. <laughs> Very good. Okay, an important one here. And I think this one is super important because if not, it's a dangerous situation. So when you come to the end of the escalator, okay, it's time to get mm. off the escalator. It's the name of those automatic stairs. Uh, don't slow down, okay? Continue walking uh, at, a good, at a good speed. Because if we slow down, then the people behind us are going to push us and they will push the people behind them. It's, it's, it's dangerous. Yeah. So some people, when they get off the escalators, they have to look at their phones and they slow down. So it's, it's dangerous. Mm. Okay. What about bags? Yeah, your bag or suitcase is not entitled to a seat, especially if the train is crowded. And when I first saw that i was so surprised but it seems to be quite um common in the us, the US. um but um, in london underground don't even think of it and uh, nor in madrid i can tell you uh seats are very expensive and you would never waste them or by by letting your bag on it i mean people would be very rude if they saw that yes so just put it on your lap Okay, Aline, we don't have any more time for any more. Well, one last one. Don't eat on the train. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, why? Why would that? Well, because it's quite, um, I think the smell would disturb the noise as well. People might not feel like uh, listening or hearing or smelling anything. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, so don't eat on the train. I remember one day, very fast, I'll tell you, one of the teachers came to the school where I was working and he was so annoyed because he saw somebody cutting their nails, clipping oh, their no. nails in the underground. You can't be serious. No, yes, and he was really annoyed. So it's important yeah. not to annoy people. You need to respect others' sensibility, yeah? Uh, <laughs> very good. Aline, uh, if one of our listeners wants a lesson with you, with me, Matthew, Peter, or any of our good teachers, what can they do? Well, they're ready for a treat because they just need to go to www.campus.trainland.com and they have to remember that the free lesson is, the first lesson is free and they'll really enjoy and see that it's interactive, very entertaining and they will learn very fast. Yes, and there are lots of activities on our campus with the model does can, can't, should, shouldn't and extra activities. There's a lot to do there, and readings and listenings. I think it's, that's the best advice we can give. <laughs> Aline, thank you so much for your help, and you. I'll see you in the next podcast. Yes. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.